0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Pastor's Podcast of Hartford City Church. I'm Phil Beatty, the lead pastor at Hartford City Church. We want to invite you all to join us in the beautiful city of Hartford. We have a new meeting location, 961 Weathersfield Avenue, right in the south end of Hartford, right near the Weathersfield line. Our Sunday services are at 10.30 a.m. It's a great worship experience. Everyone is welcome. At Hartford City Church, we love all, serve all, welcome all. So for this podcast, episode number four, I want to talk about the topic, You Can't Lose God. So this podcast episode is entitled, You Can't Lose God. Today I'm sitting in my great room looking out the back window, and it's kind of a cloudy, cool spring day here in New England. Uh, But the trees are in full bloom. Just the colors of the flowers, everything is bursting with life. It's such an amazing time of year when... All the trees that looked dry and dead uh, suddenly come to life with all of this vibrant color. Just amazing to be sitting here um, just enjoying the world that God has created this springtime in New England. Hope you all are doing well. I wanted to come with come today and this podcast to talk about the subject you can't lose. So thank you for spending a few minutes with me in your day, your evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Because I believe that this truth that I want to present is one of the most powerful things that can really change and transform our entire life by changing and transforming our perspective and our experience of God. I want to begin with an excerpt from a song that King David wrote many thousands of years ago. It's recorded in the Hebrew Scriptures as Psalm 139. And in this song, King David talks about Uh, this idea that God's presence is everywhere and that he tries to get away from God but he just can't. So I'd like to read verses 7 through 12 of Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, Even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So in this song, King David is basically saying you can't lose God. You can't shake him, you can't outrun him. You can't even hide from him, try as you might. There, there's no place on this earth, in this era that we live in, or any era of human history, that is too far away from God. He is really closer than we think. He's just a cry away. So if you can't lose God, well, what are some of the things that you can lose? Well, first of all, you can lose your religion. As R.E.M. sang back in the 1980s, losing my religion. Quick shout out to all the 80s kids, like myself. How do you lose religion? Well, religion, is remember, is a human-built structure or institution, and it's intended, it's built by us, to help us and other people grow in our awareness and experience of God's presence. But like any institution or structure, like a company, uh, we can lose the plot. Uh, The original purpose in any company is to provide a product or service that people need, uh, which will contribute to the growth of the individual and the flourishing of society. But as companies get larger, sometimes the focus can narrow down to just about profit, making money. That becomes the entire goal of the company, and when the original purpose gets clouded and lost, uh, profits usually get bigger for the executives, the top people in the company, and the workers, the lowest people in the company, are dehumanized and neglected. Of course, this is a worst case scenario, and there's various levels of this in every institution, every human structure, every company. But more and more energy and time and investment in these companies goes into maintaining the structure and the institution, and then inevitably the quality even of the original product and service goes down. So in a similar way, the church can, or really any kind of religious institution, can fall into the same predicament. Again, this would be worst case scenario and there's various levels, but in, an, in the institution or structure of the church, Religious leaders can become consumed with maintaining their own power and position while neglecting the spiritual needs of the people. As some churches become more and more insulated and more and more large, the spiritual needs of the community outside of them goes unattended to. And when religion gets lost, sometimes losing your religion is the best thing that can happen to you. Another thing we can lose is our faith. Uh, the ancient writers described an experience that is common to humanity that they called the dark night of the soul i believe that every journey of faith enters a place where we feel a profound sense of emptiness and loneliness our prayers go unanswered our struggles and difficulties increase and our doubts seem more reasonable than ever before i've personally had times where i wonder if god has just dropped the call i'm talking to him but i just hear silence on the other side of the line I've had those times where, in my faith, I just feel tired and worn out. My faith feels very thin. As Bilbo Baggins said in the Fellowship of the Ring, I feel thin, sort of stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. I love that image. describes exactly how we feel sometimes. Or it's like Peter, the follower of Jesus, when he tried to walk on water to meet Jesus outside of the boat on the Sea of Galilee, He started to lose his confidence and sink beneath the wind and the waves, and that's how I feel sometimes, that I'm losing my faith, and I lose sight of Jesus, and I'm looking at all of the stuff around me. And what I usually do is I try to swim back to my boat, that boat which represents the security of what I can build and control with my own hands. And in my own little boat, I retreat into a small pattern of doing things that make me feel safe, that make me feel happy, that help me escape from the pain and emptiness and loneliness of life. And in those dark moments, those dark nights of the soul, I wonder if this is all that there really is. With no God in sight, I can begin to lose hope. So hope is another thing we can lose, and when hope is lost, man, that's the worst loss of all. Life becomes increasingly meaningless. In my metaphorical boat, it's like the sail of your boat is ripped, the oars are gone, I'm at the mercy of the wind and the waves, I'm just drifting along. Losing hope is perhaps the greatest loss of all, for without hope, our lives are truly meaningless. But I want to share my deep conviction today that there is always hope. We can lose hope, but hope is always there because Jesus Christ is our living hope. You see, risen from the dead, Jesus Christ gives living hope for this life and the world to come. Really, all of eternity, because a living God gives us eternal hope. So what do we do when we feel like we've lost hope, we've lost our faith, we've lost our religion, which again can be a good thing. What do we do when we feel like we've lost God, or perhaps you're someone who's never really felt like you found God in the first place? Well, the Bible reminds us that at one point in our lives, we all live in this place without hope, without God in this world. At least that's the feeling that we have. But in Christ, all who were once far away have been brought near by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. You see, our separation from God is real because of sin, but God is closer than we think. Let me say that again. Our separation from God is real because of sin, but God is closer than we think. And here's the good news of the gospel. When Jesus Christ came, God moved even closer to us. He came so that we could experience his power and his presence in human form, in the flesh. So I believe that we simply need to turn around in our lives and find that God is waiting there for us with open arms. You see, sin has turned us in the wrong direction. And through the forgiveness of Christ, we can turn around and realize that God is there and his love is closer than we think. So what I really want to say in this podcast is that you can't really lose God. What you can lose is a sense of God's presence, but not the presence of God. Let me say that again. Remember, all you can really lose is a sense of God's presence, but not the presence of God. There's a famous quote from Erasmus of Rotterdam. By the way, isn't that a great name, Erasmus of Rotterdam? He was a Catholic priest, social critic, teacher, and theologian who lived in Holland about 500 years ago. And his quote is on plaques and books and signs all over the world. He said, Bidden or unbidden, God is present. Quite simply, that means that God is not needing an invitation to show up. Rather, he's the one who's constantly inviting us into his great love. You see, Jesus Christ is always knocking at the door to our hearts. He wants to come in and sit down with us. His his presence is real, and it's more than enough for this life. And his spirit can sustain us through anything, through the darkest night, the deepest pain, the greatest loneliness we can ever experience. Now remember, God doesn't make us feel better right away but he suffers with us until our time in the desert or the darkness or the loneliness is complete. You know, I shared uh, this poem in church last Sunday, uh, but I love it so much, I I just want to read it again on this podcast. Rainier Maria Rilke is a great poet. You need to look him up, read his stuff. It's absolutely amazing. He wrote this poem that I believe captures our feeling of separation from God and yet our nearness to God as well. Here's the poem. You, God, who live next door, If at times through the long night I trouble you with my urgent knocking, this is why. I hear you breathe so seldom. I I know you're all alone in that room. If you should be thirsty, there's no one to get you a glass of water. I wait, listening, always. Just give me a sign. I'm right here. As it happens, the wall between us is very thin. Why couldn't a cry from one of us break it down? It would crumble easily. It would barely make a sound. You see, in this poem, I believe that he describes our experience, that we're often waiting for God, feeling separated from God, wanting him to give us a sign, to show us something, to tell us what he wants us to do. Uh, We're willing to serve. uh, But the truth is, even though we want to serve him, and we think there's no one there to serve him, God really doesn't need anything from us. Uh, That's the truth beyond the poem. Rather, it is God who gives us water when we are thirsty. In fact, it is God who gives us life and breath and everything else. And so the wall between us is thin. God doesn't need us, uh, but God wants to come to where we are. And if the wall is thin, as Rilke said, wouldn't a cry from, from uh, one of us break it down? It would crumble easily. It would barely make a sound. And I believe the cry that crumbles the wall is this simple prayer that I want to share with you today. And here it is. Holy Spirit, reveal the presence of God to me. Let me say it again. Holy Spirit, reveal the presence of God to me. So what I want to invite you to do, if you feel like you've lost the sense of the presence of God, is to pray this prayer like a mantra as many times as you can or you want to each day and watch what happens. Now remember, everything happens at its own pace, so don't rush anything. In fact, some of us are in such a rush all the time that God purposely slows us down by making us wait. And also remember, your experience is your own. Don't try to copy or covet anyone else's experience of God's presence. You may feel God's presence physically, like a tingle or a warmth or what some people call the Holy Spirit goosebumps, or you may not. You may hear God's voice out loud or just inside your own head or inside your heart, a thought that comes into your mind, or you might not. You might see God's presence in a vision or a dream, but you may not. See, you will feel and hear and see God's presence in your own way according to the experience that God wants to give you. Sometimes we see God's presence in other people, in the giving and receiving of love. I love what the Apostle John said, one of the youngest followers of Jesus. He wrote, no one has ever seen God, like literally seen him with our eyes, but if we love one another, his love lives in us and is made complete in us. That's so beautiful. We can actually see the real presence of God in acts of kindness, acts of compassion, the giving of respect, the giving of forgiveness, and in standing up for the justice and the well-being of others. Holy Spirit, reveal the presence of God to me. It will be in a unique way in its own time, but it will be an experience that God has cultivated that is just for you. This prayer, Holy Spirit, reveal the presence of God to me, is a prayer asking God to open our eyes, to open our ears and our heart, to hear his voice, to to. Be able to sense and feel the power of God's presence in comfort, in peace, in trust, and in healing. Remember, you can't lose God. God is before you and behind you. He's in your past and He's in your future. He's above you and below you. He's at your right. He's at your left. Whichever way you turn, God is there. In fact, God is with you right now, wherever you're listening to this podcast. God's presence is with you. He is with you. He always has been. He always will be until the end of time. So cry out to him today and watch the wall crumble. Holy Spirit, reveal the presence of God to me. So friends, sisters, brothers, I hope that this revelation becomes one of the most powerful things in your life today and every day of your life. And I'd like to close with this simple benediction, this word of blessing that I offer to each and every one of you. May you come to a daily awareness of the powerful love that surrounds you and covers you through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.